Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, they're air-conditioned, brings you Garage Logic <laughs> Podcast number 632, June 8th, 2021. 102 degrees on this day in 1985, and I remember that because it impacted a Little League game uh, that was played. 36 degrees in 1885, so that means in 1985, of course, kids were swimming on a 102-degree day. We won't break that record today, I don't believe. Uh, They were swimming on a beach kept free of weeds by Aquaside. Aquaside is a white bear lake company. The products are quick. They're easy to use. They're registered with all the authorities, all the correct people. They're safe, and they uh, work quickly to keep your beachfront free of weeds and muck. Uh, Call them. They'll identify your problem. They'll help you identify your problem, send you the right material, and uh, call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. It looks like we're in for a long, hot swimming summer. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushere. I'm assuming that when you get to heaven, you probably get to meet God at least once. Okay. <laughs> you know, like a concierge. He's going to say, hey, welcome, welcome. You're making a heck of an assumption with the four of us. Well, but here, if you had one question to ask him or her, mm. I'm not going to say her, it's him. If you had one question, what would it be? Because I know, mm. I thought of mine today. I thought of mine today. Oh, I got uh, it. Well, go ahead, guys. I, I but I got mine. Uh, my question is, uh, hey Jesus, how's it hanging? Okay, interesting. All right, John. <laughs> that was not the, what I would ask, but that's fine. Yeah, I was. See, I be, mine be would casual. be serious. No, I don't want to be that serious. So mine would be a serious question. I, I don't want to go there. I All have right. mine. Yes, I Chris. have mine. Yes, I Chris. would get to the pearly gates. I would see the Lord Almighty, and I would say. Do Lieutenant Dan have legs <laughs> in real life? Where'd the beer at? I'm gonna yeah, say. I'm gonna say. Say, I got a question for you. Hey, what was the deal with ticks? What? Why are there ticks? Okay. What? What? What role did they serve? Why? Did, why? All they are is they're. You can't see them. They give you horrible diseases. You got to be constantly anxious about them. What was the deal with no ticks? ambition? There, there, no marketing. Right. The tick today looks like a tick from a billion years ago. Mm-hmm. Why the ticks, Lord? What well, I want an answer. That would be question one. Well, that's my answer. Wow. I mean, that's my question. Wow. I want to wow. know why ticks. What was the so, point of ticks? I, I would like a low key fist bump, and then where's the pool? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do around here? <laughs> yeah, I'm here to party. Boy, saying elsewhere. Remember the show saying elsewhere? Yeah. yeah. They did a great bit on what heaven was like compared to hell. And hell was you were water skiing continuously uh, on a lake surrounded by nothing but gray rock. That, there was no scenery. Hmm. There was no anything. And heaven was a lawn party. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, remember yeah, that? No humidity. Yeah, it was About just 75 beautiful. 75 degrees, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're starting on the weather again, huh? <laughs> Well, the clown show started again at oh. 5 a.m. today. 
Look at the cam, uh, Joe. Show them again. You have a DVD you. of Saint wow. Elsewhere. Wow, John. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's available everywhere on yeah. TV, so uh, really pardon me, it. I don't, I do not recall that show at all. When well, was that old enough? It was a hospital years. show from the, 80s. I think in the eighties. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it it spawned some great episodes. It, it, it I like the writing on that show. All I don't right. watch much yeah. TV, but I remember watching yeah. watching that. One time, yeah. Doc's wife died, and he didn't know what to do with the bed. And, and he, this uh, older doctor said, "Get rid of the bed, keep the memories." Huh. You know, they had just had some sharp writing on that show. Okay. Some sharp writing. They, they also snuck in a very filthy joke that I, I probably shouldn't repeat on the air, but it involves uh, tulips, the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Well, I, I don't recall give you that. Punchline. They snuck it in though. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. The uh, clown show started <laughs> I'll tell you again. The break. <laughs> the clown show started again at uh, 5 a.m. today. Sure did. Uh, the city cruise. <laughs> It's you, you give it up, fellas. You, you don't have any political will behind you to make this happen. Uh, they removed couches and stoves and Chevrolet bumpers and whatever had been thrown out there to stop traffic. And uh, instantly, the gatekeepers uh, responded by putting up more barricades. So uh, the blocking the streets, uh, they blocked the streets with cars and their bodies. For a time, motorists were getting through, but... You know, motorists are going to just get the message and say the hell with it. They're not going to worry about it because it's not going to open. You can't, uh, you can't get it open. Now, members, I find this fascinating. Members of Agape Movement were not seen today during this hmm. operation. Hmm. That, that's, are they, aren't they fulfilling their contractual obligations to the city, which is paying them? Yeah, that's right. We did write them a big check, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Are they? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Last Thursday, of course, city workers initially tried to reopen the intersection. Public work crews arrived early in the morning and began removing objects from the area. Uh, and they, pre- you know, they attempted to preserve artwork and what have you. Uh, and the crews Thursday were accompanied by members of the Agape Movement, a group that is paid by the city and meant to act as a bridge between law enforcement and the community. But they weren't there today. And so here come the city crews. They take all the junk out of there, and it's instantly replaced with new junk. It's too bad because that has a potential to be really cool there with that fist in the, in the middle of the road and the traffic roundabout around mm-hmm. it. That, that, that really has potential there, but instead it's going to continue to be a hellhole. So when we, we discussed this obviously at length last week, but what, what exactly are they trying to protect? They want it to be a, they're not so much protecting it as they want it to be a place of quiet reflection and a place to chill out and just uh, hang and uh, recover, so to speak, uh, revitalize your, your brain and, and whatnot. Well, that's how the media peddles it. Right, and that's what I was going to say, because I don't believe that, Ken. Neither do I. And I'm not ripping no, you. I'm of course saying not. They're, no. they're, all they want is they want this to remain a space that... Police are never going to go inside of. They want this to remain a space that most of the public fears it. And this is going to be a place where they can carjack, they can do whatever, and then this is a place they can run to. I remain whether, con- they, whether they admit to that or not, that's what it'll be. Yep. I remain convinced that so long as that intersection does not return to normalcy, it will be constantly linked to what the, the crime we're experiencing. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know that it can ever return to normalcy if the giant fist, I don't know what it's made of. Is it made of steel, maybe? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I but don't there's know. a giant sculpted fist. Uh, okay, uh, but that, that will be a constant constant reminder of the connection to crime in terms of this being a place for healing well b as in b s as in s it became too dangerous for any plausible idea that it was a healing spot the uh there's just too many people that have time to be malignantly idle oh so you're saying they're not running off to work today no well who are these people that are suddenly available to reinstall new junk what what the hell don't you have a job Maybe they're getting paid by Governor Walls not to work, like so many others in this state. There is a reference to some community members helping the city crews this morning, but those community members must have been uh, supplanted by activists who had no interest in helping the city crews, and thus the the return of new junk. So why not just... It's not going to happen, Minneapolis. You're not going to get that intersection back. Not, you don't have any political people in place that are going to get that open. And So the places like Cup Foods, which is where this all originated, mm-hmm. have they been open and operating? Yes. How are they getting goods delivered to their store? Oh, I, I suppose the gatekeepers allow a truck in there. I, well, I was there most recently in mid-April, and there was a truck making a delivery. Oh, was there? Yep. Oh, yeah. What if you're that delivery guy? I ain't going in there. (laughs) Uh, Is there an alley behind cups? I can't. Uh, I I can't answer that. Well, maybe they do that. Maybe they do that. You know, we saw the interview. Was it with the uh, the the tire shop guy, or did he own an auto repair shop? Yep. He was interviewed. Yep. You know, is his place up and running? Uh, Don't know. I have no idea. But you're not talking. It's not a major center of commerce. But it's enough of a center of commerce that all you're doing is hurting the people trying to make a buck there. And, and, and it, it's a shame, but I, I have to believe that Minneapolis will have to be prepared to live with this. And I got admonished by an emailer who said, uh, quit saying that Fry will be a better mayor than whoever might succeed him. And, and only back Republicans running for mayor of Minneapolis. Well, are there any? And are, That's just it. And would a Republican running for the mayor of Minneapolis even stand a chance in that city? No, no. And, no, no, sure. no. And I, I contest that with each succeeding new mayor, it's a Souchereism, you will regret the previous one. Yeah, we were because talking, there's only yeah. one reason the left runs against the left. They don't think the office holders left enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so whoever's going to run against Fry is going to make Fry look like a conservative by comparison. Would Lacey Johnson? Let's just take him for mm-hmm. example. If Lacey Johnson decided to throw his hat in the ring, and we have yeah. no indication that suggests he will, if he were to throw his hat in the ring for the city of Mayor or for, from there the city of Minneapolis. If he ran as an independent, mm-hmm. he might stand a chance. But if he runs as a Republican, he's got zero chance. Wouldn't Tim Christopher stand a chance? I would think so. But he won't do it. He won't. He's got more important stuff to do than be the mayor. <laughs> yeah, but the important stuff he wants to get done, think of the weight of the mayoral office would be to his, his goals. Yeah, It really would. 
And there was another shooting last night at Merwin's, the uh, liquor mm-hmm. store he's talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, some chick shot in the face. Dead, right? Uh, I believe so, Fatality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The left, uh, Mysterians only run against office-holding Mysterians because they don't think they're Mysterian enough. And that's going to be the case in Minneapolis. So to the emailer, no, I'm not going to stop saying that. Until a, until a conservative candidate presents himself or herself, I will continue to insist that your best hope is Fry. Now, I don't think highly of Fry. But he's not as nuts as whoever is going to beat him. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's true. Yes. <laughs> John, are we allowed to discuss the video we were discussing before the oh, show? Oh, sure, yeah. He, the uh, guy had posted okay. it on Twitter. John sent us all a video last night. Of This was Friday night, correct, John? Uh, yeah. Friday night. night the shooting was. It was an eye opener. In the western part of the uptown area of minneapolis Mm -hmm. and not only was it an eye-opener glers i think all of us probably retweeted it at some point share this with anyone that you know that's connected to the city or also doesn't think it's that bad because all you you hear so many gunshots it sounds like they're at a fourth of july fireworks display it really does yeah they're at a street racing uh, ostensibly, these are people gathered to watch illegal street racing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's just volley after volley after volley of gunshots. Mm-hmm. Do we, all these is that, the, is that part- gang warfare? Was that the open gang warfare? I don't know. I don't know about that, Joe. Uh, I don't know. But the, the boy, the young man that was killed over on uh, Lake in Hiawatha, I believe he was the 17-year-old from, where was it, Cambridge? Mm-hmm. Some Cambridge. way up north. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the night, uh, the video we saw, uh, the 19-year-old girl was, was killed over there, yep. which is uh, Lake Street and, oh, what is it? It's she was from to... White Bear, I think. So the word yeah. must get out on these uh, illegal street races that they're, uh, they're oh. a place to be. Oh, they post about it on Facebook. Uh, they're highly illegal. Uh, I'm amazed that the uh, see if if the press got wind if the Star Tribune got wind of uh, six guys in Lamborghinis and Ferraris, yep. yeah. they they couldn't write it enough because it gives them a chance to uh, ridicule right. their wealth. Right. Yeah. We've they seen were, that. We've seen that already this is a happen. Great point, Such. Great point. I have yes. never seen yes. a word yet. Uh, right. All we see in the uh, is police comments saying yes, this was activity at an illegal. Illegal street racing. I don't see any Star Tribune reporters breaking down what kind of cars these are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was your liberal media right there. Wasn't it 394? They were yeah, all going yeah, down 394, yeah. heading yeah. west. Yeah, you're yeah. in a new 911, a Ferrari, uh, Aston Martin, Anything. Lamborghini. You're going to get. Yeah. You'll be on the front page. <laughs> you'll be on the front page, yeah. and you didn't even shoot anybody. <laughs> but you show up in your donk. And you're going 22 miles an hour because the thing's a piece of junk and you're firing 15 million rounds out the window. You don't make the front page. How about the videos, too, where you'll see guys hanging out Dukes of Hazard style yeah. on the, yeah. out the window? What do you think's going to happen to you, you know, going 48 miles an hour in a direct sur- It just, that's insanity. This has always happened in the Twin Cities, but it really... 
uh, gained, uh, oh, sorry to use this, really gained traction during the oh, last year. He did that on purpose. Oh. Um, no, no, it's always been a problem, but they always went to like industrial areas like Northeast Minneapolis, right. that area of Como and Hennepin up in there where the streets are quiet. And they've slowly but surely become more bold, and there's more people, and it's it's really become an, an well, event. And the other thing is, probably in the past, all of these have started, it seems like, from participants getting into arguments and pulling guns. Yep. I'm guessing yeah. in the past they weren't doing that. They were just yeah. getting into arguments. No, I'm old enough to remember when uh, cruising the loop in St. Paul was a highly popular thing with teens. Yeah. Mm. Oh. My old man talks about it all the time, mm-hmm. Such Lake mm-hmm. Street, over the bridge, up to University and back again. No, oh, I'm talking about cruising 7th Street in downtown St. Paul yeah. uh, when it was interesting to be there. But it was not. there was nothing vicious about it. Right. In no, fact, was, there, was nothing illegal. there was nothing illegal about no, it. No, you were showing off and trying to pick up girls. Right, That's because it. it was an era when teens had not been disabused of the notion that a car is evil. Uh, you don't, I told you this a million times. Every high school parking lot in the city was a car show yep. every day. Mm-hmm. And now these kids, uh, they apparently have no interest in hot-rodding their cars. And You know, I don't want to be a, a, a one-upper, but, you know, on Division Street in Faribault, um, one of the best uh, uh, moments ever was when my cousin Dave brought his tractor. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, that he was a hit. Boy, Did he have a big straw hat on? Boy. <laughs> an old... Was it an old John Deere D? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to get on that thing and take a ride. Hand clutch on that baby. (laughs) Well, an entire movie was done. An excellent movie. What am I thinking of? American American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every town was like Mandan, North Dakota. You drove up and down Maine. You turned at Jumbo's Drive-In. You drove the other way down. Yeah, yeah. And just beeped at your friends and, you know, stopped once in a while. Saw both buildings in Mandan. It was a No, it's a little bigger than that. Come on. But these kids have been, uh, you know, these kids have been brainwashed that gasoline is bad and cars and SUVs and trucks are bad. And so they show up at school borrowing mom's minivan. That, well, is, that uh, isn't bad. Some of the kids, and, and this still, I don't know why I can't get into this, but a lot of the kids buy the hatchbacks. They turn them into hot hatches. And that sound has yet to grow on me. I hate the sound of a hot hatch. Oh, is I this the uh, the exhaust? Eee! Oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. The exhaust oh, just... are the size of paint cans? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a little four-banger yeah. with turbo. Big deal. There's Get a out. neighbor like kid a that's got one of those. Kitchen. And he, he's at least respectful yes. when he's driving yes. through the neighborhood, but as soon as he hits the highway, that's all you can hear for and about 45 seconds. Give me a V8 with a four-barrel. <laughs> <laughs> give me my Fiat 124 Spider. It's just loud enough, and I'll cruise. I'll cruise the loop uh, from Schmel's Countryside. There were two spiders left yesterday. I, I didn't check the website today, but Schmel's Countryside, multi-family generational dealership in Maplewood on the corner of 36 and 61. I love their products, uh, Volkswagens, Alfa Romeos, Fiat, 0% for 60 months right now on all new Volkswagens. The all-new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. It's a new SUV that is slightly smaller than the Tiguan and loaded with technology and stuff. stuff. Six uh, VW ID4s are available for June delivery. That's the complete electric vehicle. I've driven it. It's a technological wonder. And, uh, well, maybe there might be a spider left, but unfortunately there won't be any more because that uh, spider went out of production. Schmelz Countryside is at the corner of Highway 61 and 36 in Maplewood. Details at schmelzvw.com. Schmelz 
Fiat.com and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. The brutal, overbearing, irritating sun came up this morning. Uh, and the only reason that was good is because DKMags.com, they threw open the doors at 10 a.m. They've been at it since 99 with an experienced staff, a great selection, fair prices, and an ample selection of both new and used pistols, revolvers, shotguns, rifle. Uh, rifles, ammo, magazines, parts and accessories, all the good stuff, all the stuff we need. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton and up in Monticello at Monticello Pawn and Gun. Used, you heard that? Yeah. Get rid of that thing your grandpa gave you that ain't worth diddly squat and you don't like and it's got a plastic stock and it's a piece of crap. Trade it in on something else uh, uh, because DK Mags will do that. They'll either pay you for your used firearm or trade you up into something else. It's been my shop of choice in the Twin Cities for years, and it's all due to the guys and gals that work there. Smart, friendly, very helpful. Check them out. Scroll through the pages and pages of firearms available at their website, dkmags.com. Such. Uh, uh, let me tell you what Melba Toast is packing right here, all right? We got 411 Posi Track Outback, 750 Double Pumper, Edelbrock Intakes, Board Over 30, 11 to 1 <laughs> Pop-Up Pistons, Turbojet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some bleeping muscle. Muscle. <laughs> here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. <laughs> Disdain for America is just patently obvious now. She doesn't attempt to disguise. disguise well, you took it. her tweet out of context, Joe. Well, she's <laughs> likening the United States. Uh, she thinks the United States commits atrocities just like any terrorist organization. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And uh, I, she's going to be elected for as long as she ever wants to be. Because I predict, unfortunately, she's the future. She's not going to ever lose her seat in the 5th Congressional District. 
Who is that tiny little baseball manager that was always screaming, you're here for one reason. Earl Earl Weaver. Weaver. (laughs) Yes. You're here for one reason, Ilhan, to bleep us up. Well, as long as we keep ballot harvesting, you're right, Joe. She won't, uh, she'll (laughs) never. The uh... the vanity uh, is extraordinary that this young woman who has been welcomed to this country and educated and uh, can, can presume to know what a better America would be if only her advice was heeded. Uh, I don't want to take her advice. She, she has no standing in conventional, in the conventions of America or its traditions, uh, many of which she would identify only the negative ones. She wouldn't identify the positive ones. And so her, uh, her, her vanity is extraordinary that she is that so full of herself. And, and her daughter apparently is a character who tweets mm-hmm. about becoming a communist country. And she's an awful person, too. And, and mom doesn't seem to be bothered by that. Mom doesn't appear to believe that that will have any impact on mom's political career. So not only is Omar vain, uh, she's terribly confident that, that her way will succeed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping it doesn't, obviously. But I, 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 think she, I think she can find in her constituency... People who are more than willing to buy that nonsense she's selling. But I guess the when I saw this this morning, the confidence that I keep having is she's not getting anything done. Nothing she's proposing is it happening. Matter. It doesn't matter to the people that vote for her. They've, they're voting for a symbol. Uh, do you have her Twitter account open, anybody? I do I've not. Blocked, I do. I've blocked her on mine. What did she say after uh, Boogie Disco Shoes got uh, killed? She, she, she just dropped a bomb here recently. Uh, do you have that? I'll scroll. I'll My point scroll. is she said something about how horrible law enforcement is and how the whole system needs to be scrapped and reworked. But she never mentions... Like, for instance, the three young kids that got killed, or the teenagers. And the homicide detectives who are solving it. Right. Or, or, or the three, or the two uh, teenagers that got shot over the weekend with the car racing. Never mentions that stuff. How could you come to America and be that? What's the word I want? Not vengeful, but that. How, how could you come to America automatically bitter? About America. Because she is here doing what she was sent here to do. She is here for a purpose. She's not here because this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's the Earl Weaver she's here to bring this. Yeah, yeah. She's here to bring us down. Seriously. That's, that, that's the only thing I can, you know, and I'm sorry if I sound like a weird right wing conspiracy nut, but prove me wrong. Come on. You don't sound like that as far as you know. <laughs> You had a pool or <laughs> pond. Or well, Chris, you having trouble finding <laughs> yeah, it? I'm not seeing anything regarding the uh, the shooting in Minneapolis, and oh, I went all the God. way back to I went all the way back to me. I do know though, she does have two separate accounts. I'm on her representative Omar page cr- currently, so I don't know if she did that from her what's, personal What's one. the other one for? Low life? Well, wh- everybody I think in Congress has their congressional seat Twitter account than their personal one. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not looking it up because I, I can't. I can't go there. I get too angry. Life is too good yeah. up here in the yeah. In I the know. Prairie. I'm scrolling through right now. Her uh, account just makes just makes me so angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's what leads to to that outrageous statement. I said she is here to screw this country over. She's not here because America is wa- a wonderful she, country. Yeah, she doesn't. I, I don't think she thinks America is what I think it is. I think that's the problem with her. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, I've, just, I've said that all along, that she yeah. she and I will have completely different worldviews. Yes. And the yeah. part that just always bothers me is anytime she's met with opposition and someone that makes a decent point, she instantly goes to, you're afraid of me because I'm a black Muslim woman. Right. No. It, everybody no. on her account does the same thing, unfortunately. That's, that's the only you know. comeback every yeah. time. Exactly. Or you're a white supremacist or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun we had yesterday where, you know, the weather is um, racist. Um, well, believe it, me, it will be. It, in in yeah. many ways, it's, it's already being positioned as that when you get that climate change nonsense about urban areas. Kelsey had a good point. How come, how come nobody complained about park access when all these neighborhoods were just only white people? Yeah. At one, yeah. Point, at one point, all these neighborhoods... Uh, where now many people of color live, were all white. And the parks yeah. were the same. But there was never yeah. a word. And in fact, uh, urban America was far more industrialized at a time when uh, these urban neighborhoods were mostly white people. Nobody talked about the pollution then, and nobody talked about the park access. But now you've got people that that get out a slide rule and break it down by percentages of people who can't access a park, which, of course, is a lie. It's just utter nonsense. Five uh, Corners is a slum, and she doesn't address anything about um, Cedar and Riverside ever. Mm-hmm. Does she have a residence in Minneapolis? She she has to, doesn't she? She has to. Have I would one. think so. In, would in think her ward, her, yeah, she must have it. to. <laughs> well, it's a it's a shame that uh, that she has this position and she got it so quickly. Did she, you know, what, one term in the state house, maybe, if that? The heartbreaking thing is, Joe, she just won that election last fall, mm-hmm. and she won it handily. And the people that voted for her completely ignore all the horrible things about her and just blindly mark the box because she's, you know, she is who she is. But she had a hell of an opponent, too, that was defi- a guy definitely worth voting for. But she came to the country with her grievances, Already established, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. based presumably on the way she thought Somalia was being treated by America. And she, the M.O. of what she's doing has worked successfully in European countries. Uh, France is doing everything they can to shut it down. Denmark, huge problem uh, like this where Denmark is turning upside down to, you know, to, to make themselves uh, more, uh, I don't know what the right term is, Muslim maybe? Uh, I don't know. You know, Amy Klobuchar, uh, on the 4th of July, she'll show up in so, some small town and ride on a fire truck. Sure. Right? Uh, I don't know what kind of behavior Omar would, would exhibit on, say, the 4th of July or Memorial Day. Did she tweet any any sentiment for the dead oh, soldiers of America? No, come on. No, but she didn't. But, but. But these this, these tweets they're all over the uh, the Daily Mail. I, I didn't print it because when you print a story from the Daily Mail, you're printing about thirty five pages, 
and I don't know how to stop it. So uh, I didn't print it out. But her her boldness is astonishing. Uh, in a in a way, it's uh, very anti political. She doesn't. She's so secure in her position that she's allowing herself to be terribly bold in her disdain for the United States. And what's amazing is uh, they beat up on, on conservatives saying um, that she actually wants America to be better, and she calls us uh, Islamophobes or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But she flat out hates Israel. I mean, flat mm-hmm. out hates Israel. And how can you have a two-state solution when the Palestinians believe Jews shouldn't be on Earth? Right. That's a how tough do you one. have a two-state solution? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Well, she would have just said, what was the line? Some people did something. Some people did something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they well, did, uh, Ilhan. If you want to hang your hat on something, she is now feuding with the uh, Democrats uh, because of what uh, the vice president said yesterday, basically. She said, <laughs> this Oh, Kenny, don't you go anywhere, because I've got that audio, too, if, you're, if you need it. <laughs> Camilla said, you know what? Don't come here. Do yeah. not come. So yeah. Ilhan, uh, less than an hour ago, Ilhan, I did finally look her up, uh, quoting her, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And then uh, the right to seek asylum is not just legally protected, it's foundational universal human right we should not abandon our values and rights to far right white nationalists what she's missing is that these folks are coming illegally if you want to come and move here and get your visa and become a citizen hallelujah hell yes get in here let's do it so these people are coming so so she conveniently embraces uh the tried and true give us your poor your read the first sentence again yeah, she's quoting the the great. Uh, that's on a monument. Statue somewhere. of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Well, doesn't that suggest go- a woman who thinks well of the country? You would think, but then she goes on to say <laughs> the right to seek asylum is not legally protected. It's foundational. It's a foundational, universal human right. We should not abandon our values and rights to far right. Why, uh, far-right white nationalists. So she's saying those of us, those Americans of us that say, no, we don't want illegal immigration. We want legal... Im- Go ahead, Chris. No, I'm, I was Talk. waiting for you to finish. I'm trying to yeah, get his... Go ahead. I'm just rambling. <laughs> uh, I have <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris yesterday versus Senator Kamala Harris back in 2019. Oh, I want to oh. be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Nope. Do not come. We have always presented ourselves as being a nation of strength with strong arms, that when people are fleeing harm, we will embrace them. But look at what has happened with this administration. There are children who are fleeing murder capitals of the world. Let's be clear about this. Imagine a mother who makes a decision to pay a coyote to transport her child across the entire country of Mexico, facing unknown peril. She does that because she believes for that child to stay where they are is worse. Getting back to Ilhan. Ilhan uh, was an evil white farmer. Uh, in Texas, he's evil apparently because he's white in your estimation. 
who found in the middle of his field yep. five children dumped there by smugglers, ranging in age from 11 months to 7 years old. And I was hearing this get discussed today. He saved their lives. He got them out of the heat and got them to the farmhouse and ma gave them some laminate or whatever he had to do to save their lives. Uh, I, I, I find her, well, I find this Kamala Harris equally disturbing, uh, Kamala. I, I really do. Uh, she was on with Lester Holt this morning. Oh, you want that on? Yeah, here? but she's constantly smirking. She's got this smirk that's part of her countenance. Uh, it, well, let me, before you play it, let me finish the thought. It, it doesn't bother Kamala Harris to play those two tapes for her. No. The, the backbone of the politicians has disappeared. They, the, uh, the idea that they should be consistent in their thinking has disappeared. It's part of the moral and ethical breakdown in the country. Uh, let me hear what she said this morning. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance. I didn't see that, and I don't know if Lester followed up, but I'm, I'm glad he got at least that much. Wait, but you, you haven't been to the border. But, but her deflection of that, as if, I'm so much smarter than you, Lester. With but the here's, smile. Why, here's why that's an important question. Biden has placed her in charge of this crisis. She's ignoring it. Biden has appointed her to be the point woman on the border situation. She has yet to... To go there or hold a press conference on it. This might have been the first time she allowed Wait a minute. Oh, anyone to address her. I am seeing a tweet from the Harris camp on whether she will be getting to the border. Her response was, one day closer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, defle- it's the constant need for deflection. There's no, there's no spine there. No. There's no... It was, it was There's the, no embarrassment in, in that you've, you, we're playing this tape for you. You say one thing. Now this is what you're saying. Here's our hope. Here's a ray of hope that the left, uh, the whack job left, they, w- made, they could possibly destroy each other. Well, so could the right. Right. I know. I, I, I think the crackpot right is as dangerous to this country as the crackpot left. Thank and you. both groups are capable of destroying each other. But the left is already squabbling about uh, the border. Look at AOC's all upset, and Ilhan Omar's upset. And uh, But the they, way it's being presented is so mis- misleading because, you know, a year ago it was, well, the evil Republicans are in charge and kids are in cages. Mm-hmm. And that narrative went completely away because Biden and Harris took over. Right. Even though nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Here's today's all right, I'll- we're, we're that desperate. I'll give it to you. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's a good time to escape the noise of this world, the noise and the chatter that we have to deal with all the time. Get up to uh, Giants Ridge. 
and play two of the best public golf courses in the country, the Quarry and the Legend. Put together a tournament with your family or your buddies. They offer group golf rates for groups or eight or more, and they'll customize a tournament package for you. Great 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry, 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch between rounds for $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. you got to play them on the same day, but it's more than golf. It's uh, water recreation, hiking, biking, uh, with the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. Uh, f- go, to, go to the 3D course flyovers and see this for yourself. You can find those at GiantsRidge.com. You can learn more and book tee times online at GiantsRidge.com. Or call them at 218-865-8030. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. (laughs) This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushere. Every mic like it's a live mic, Kenny. You know that. Oh, that's an old radio uh, falsism. Uh, to quote the great, great Chris Reavers, we are one day closer to <laughs> Thursday, June 10th. That's when we're going to have a big old-fashioned capitalist sales party in Stillwater at Sodi Cigars. It's an event with the Romeo and Julieta brand, one of the best cigars ever rolled. And GLers, we know the only way to make a great day even better is to put a flame to a great cigar. And Sodi's Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, that's the joint to stock up. They've got a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful lounge you can hang out and smoke in. Nobody will find you there. Uh, completely separated. You know what? And I would tell uh, your friends, yeah, my cell phone just doesn't work in there. I don't know what it is. I just can't take calls. Uh, anyway, it's completely separated from the purchasing area. Um, state-of-the-art ventilation system. The guys at Sodi's are going to help you pick out a, a good cigar, whether you're brand new at it or you've been, been at it for years. If you're a frequent member, Get yourself a locker and a 15% discount. You join their club there. Uh, Sodi's is the last light before you head over the bridge on eastbound Highway 36. Hang a right on Osgood. You'll see Sodi's Pipe and Cigar immediately right there on your right. You'll also find them on the web, SodiCigars.com. Let's get back for a moment to the... uh, Chris, you have something breaking there. Uh, I do. This is from the Star Tribune. I'll read you what they initially tweeted out back at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on June 3rd. Hennepin County Sheriff's deputies shot and killed a man Thursday afternoon in Minneapolis's uptown neighborhood. The man was a murder suspect who was being pursued by deputies and possible federal marshals. Uh, the Star Tribune just minutes ago uh, issued the following. 
We have removed that tweet because it falsely reported that the man who was shot and killed, later identified as Winston Boogie Smith, was a murder suspect. That information was initially sourced from local law enforcement scanner audio. However, the Star Tribune did not confirm it independently and therefore failed to meet our standards for publication. We sincerely apologize for this error and we are currently reviewing our reporting processes and policies to ensure that this does not happen in the future. You think his parents read uh, 1984? Isn't Winston Smith the guy in 1984? I don't hmm. remember. I don't either. Downing was referencing that. Hmm. Can we get uh, back? Well, in other words, what the Star Tribune is saying is we uh, we reported that he was a murder suspect. We didn't verify that, and we, we apparently have no reason to believe that he was. They got that from law enforcement. Correct. And I probably scanner. said the same thing from in the scanner air. From Scanner Audio. Yeah. yeah. He, he's the main character in 1984. Joe, you are correct. Yeah. Winston Smith. Yeah. Huh. And... and uh, doesn't he? Doesn't he die at the hands of Big Brother? I think it's oh, been a while man. since I read yeah, the book. It's been a while since yeah. I read it too. Uh, getting back to the idea of the left only runs against a sitting leftist because the sitting leftist is not left enough. New York will experience the same problem. Uh, Bill De Blasio has been a miserable failure as mayor of New York. The city is regressing. But if you read about some of the people running against him. They'll rule the loss of de Blasio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Democratic mayoral candidate Maya Wiley wants to, wants to cut $1 billion from the New York Police Department's budget. At the same time, her home is being protected by a private security patrol in her Brooklyn neighborhood. Wiley, who on Sunday clashed with rival Eric Adams over her plan to defund the police if elected, claimed in December that she thought the private security was ridiculous and we shouldn't have it. But she said that her life partner, Harlan Mandel, began paying the annual fees without her knowledge. So she's throwing her guy under the bus uh, without, uh, without her knowledge to the Prospect Park South Charitable Trust to fund a guard who drives around the area. An outraged NYPD source called Wiley's stance regarding the police budget asinine and accused her of pandering for votes here they are wanting to defund the police, but to keep my family safe, we hire private security, which is probably staffed by retired cops or military, a source said. Cops laugh about this all the time. Cops know when they retire, they will get hired by someone like Wiley. Isn't that something? Official NYPD statistics show that the 70th precinct, where Wiley and Mandel live with their two daughters in a sprawling historic home valued at $2.7 million, has seen major crimes decrease in six of seven categories this year through May 30th. Uh, and and she's, uh, she's, gonna, she's far more left than, uh, than de Blasio, and, but she's uh, also a hypocrite, just like we discovered about our own salon dwellers here mm -hmm. uh, that had their own private security forces while they're running out to Powderhorn Park to tell eager fans that they should not have a police department in Minneapolis. Never mind yeah. that we have a private police department, <laughs> yeah. but you, you yeah. suckers shouldn't have one. And remind yeah. me, did we foot the bill for that, or did they pay that on their own? I can't remember. I can't believe that they would have ended we, up paying we, for that. No, yeah, we I paid think, for that. I, I think, think the city yeah, <clears throat> paid for it. Yeah. Well, who, well, that's the nice. do you, who the hell do you think is paying the agape movement? Taxpayers. Yeah. <laughs> the, city exactly. doesn't, the city doesn't have any money. The homeowners are paying for that. Hmm. They're paying the city to suckers. hire a former gang group that's failed. 
to get his job done. That's you a breach of a contract. Bunch of saps, that's what you are. <laughs> uh, you can say that now. <laughs> well, the the city should uh, stop paying on the contract. There you go. It's been breached or broached or whatever the word is. But is this a check that already Broke. cleared? Well, twenty five grand they has cleared, but they got four hundred and fifty nine grand left before fall. Mm. I don't know to do what. Well, we had it the other day. It's it's to do everything that's unmeasurable in the world and not really accomplish anything that we could measure for success. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if we've got any update as it relates to 38th in Chicago. I'm telling you, it's closed. Yeah, by 10 a.m. Yeah. It's closed by 10 <laughs> Open at 5 no, I meant any, like any other additional is what I was trying oh, to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see. Uh-huh. The uh, security costs for those officials mm-hmm. uh, were paid for by the city, $152,400. What's, Ouch! Oh, that's right. That's right. Paid for by the city while the people are out there telling you, we're going to get rid of the police. Yeah, who's that little squirrely little twerp on the north side that's busy bitching at the cops out of one side of his mouth? Philippe Cunningham? Being, pro- being protected on the other side. Yeah, yeah Got Roy Rogers standing next to him with a pistol in his holster. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Spencer Gunhofer received a, a, a plumbing permit approval for his new store. Uh, Hot time. So now the now that's the state permit. But then he had to give the state permit to, to the people in Forest Lake, where it's sitting for review. Uh, Spencer would just as soon spend his time with his white apron on in the back room making more good brats at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, where you can now get Wagyu steaks and Wagyu burgers, ham, bacon, salmon, seasoning, three different kinds of meatloaf, the meatloaf, the Townball meatloaf, and the Minnesota meatloaf, burgers, uh, did I mention, about a hundred and thousand different brands mm. and varieties of brats for the grilling season. Uh, also a new Ellsworth Creamery cheese curd beef stick. Mm-mm-mm. That's See, that's the trouble at, at Grunhofer's. You don't make it to the car without consuming something. Well, that and sometimes, you know, your basket gets too full, you run out of space. Yeah. By the time yeah. you get around the corner there. Pro tip, pro tip. You stop on the way to Grundhoffers and buy the Triscuits so you've got something to go with the salmon that you're going to eat in the car. That's on the way right. Home. You're going to chew it up in the car. That's right. Why don't we return with uh, Johnny Height? This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. It's John and Dylan Hyde. Mm-hmm. 
John's on a new guitar. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Fancy like ready. John's doing the hard stuff there for once. Wow. <laughs> nice, John. <laughs> I had a new guitar. I thought I better. Thank you, boys. Give, All right. Give me liberty or give me nothing. Liberty, of course, as in Liberty Safe, which obviously is the best safe ever made. It's a product of the United States of America, sold in this market by Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You'll meet Rich. He's the owner and proprietor, filling customer needs and saving us money for over 30 years now in Maple Grove. That's his deal, offering full residential and commercial lock and safe services at competitive prices and everything you could ever want in a safe, from a big giant vault door to a tiny little safe that you can put your handgun in that'll fit right in your center console. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they've got just the right unit to fit all of our needs, and Rich is our guy. Uh, and I, I have to mention, in, in addition to the, the very popular Liberty Safe, Rich also carries other brands and offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services. Check them out on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Suchi boy. Before we get to John, do we have another follow-up on Kamala Harris? Really quick, uh, Royce, you wanted to know if that was a brand new guitar. Yes, you... it is! All right, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> this, uh, Joe, uh, a reporter by the name of Peter Ducey, had asked the uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki about Vice President Kamala Harris's refusal refusal excuse me to go to the border at the briefing earlier today just a few minutes ago and here was that uh, interaction thank you about the vice president's trip why is it then uh, that when the vice president is asked if she has plans to visit the border she says we've been to the border even though she has not as vice president well as the vice president she does speak for uh the actions of the people in the administration she certainly helps oversee I expect that sometimes she may go to the border, Peter, but as you know, what her focus has been, what the assignment is specifically, is to work with leaders in the Northern Triangle. She's on a trip doing exactly that, exactly what the President asked her to do. And as we understand it, though, her main focus is to try to address the root causes of migration. Did somebody decide here that it would not be helpful for her to go to the border and talk to people who just migrated here? Well, again, I think that uh, at some point she may go to the border. We'll see. But she's in the Northern Triangle now to have discussions with leaders, with uh, community leaders, with civil society leaders, uh, with the embassy about how we can work together. And obviously she's uh, made a couple of announcements already, probably more to come before she comes back to the United States. And she described, though, uh, you said she might go to the border. She described a trip to the border yesterday as a grand gesture. Why? Uh, look, Peter, again, I think her focus of this trip is on meeting with leaders, having a discussion about how to address corruption, how to address the root causes, how to work together to address humanitarian challenges in these countries. Uh, that's exactly what she's doing on the ground, and I'm sure she'll report back to the president when she returns. Go ahead. Well, maybe the press will wise up and realize that they're being tra- This is state media. This is, you're going to print what we tell you, and we're not going to tell you anything. <laughs> Yep. Here's Johnny Hyde. It's a great system we got there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joe. Police say a man believed to be the stepfather of that 14-year-old who was shot and killed after a shooting near a Woodbury graduation party has been arrested and charged. 
According to court records, 35-year-old Keith Dawson is charged with drive-by shooting, illegal possession of a firearm, and two counts of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon. The complaint says that Dawson told investigators his 14-year-old stepson, identified by the family as Damaris Hobbs Ekdahl, had called him and said he and his 16-year-old brother were getting robbed and needed help on Saturday night. Dawson told authorities he took his gun and drove to the 6100 block of Edgewood Avenue in a white Chevrolet Tahoe and then fired shots toward the people he thought were, in his words, messing with his kids. Woodbury Public Safety said Dawson claimed he was just trying to scare the group. He added he wasn't aware that Hobbs Ekdahl was among a group that was following him. The complaint says the people Dawson fired at then returned fire from a dark SUV, and that's when the 14-year-old was hit. After Dawson learned that it was his stepson who was hit, he told police he tried to get him to a hospital, and along the way through the gun he'd used out a window. Hobbs Ekdahl was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Woodbury officers recovered the gun later and booked Dawson into the Washington County Jail early Sunday morning. Police said three vehicles are also in custody and are being examined as the investigation remains ongoing. The father's criminal history in Minnesota spans his entire adult life and includes a conviction in 2013 for first-degree burglary. That case made him ineligible to possess a handgun. But to be clear... Uh Dawson is not thought to be the one who shot his stepson. Correct. Right. He shot at the people, and they shot back, right. hitting the right. stepson. I saw some allegations on uh, Twitter over the weekend saying uh, that this family was vice lords. I have no idea how they figured that out or if that's true or not, but uh, kind of makes you think, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. John, is this an example? You said he had a lengthy criminal history as an adult. Is this another example yeah. of this is probably a guy that the stepfather that should not have been out? I, I don't know. Well, I can't answer that. Uh, not in possession of a firearm. Yeah, certainly. Sure. Yeah, certainly. Which is why he tossed it. You know, he dumped that thing. We had been talking yeah. about this too. Woodbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, this is uh, Western Woodbury, is it not? South of 94, west of 494. I don't know. Right? I have no very, idea. Yeah. Okay. Do you have the address there, John? It's very close uh, to Maplewood. Woodbury has become sprawling. Yeah. It's sprawling. Wow. Yeah, I don't see. Sorry. No address. Republicans. Republicans in the Minnesota House released a new plan this morning in an effort to curb the rise in metro area violent crimes. Public safety proposals have been a hot-button issue this year, and House Republicans are calling on the governor and city leaders to step in and do something about recent violent crime. House Minority Leader Kurt Dowd said Minnesota this year is looking at another summer of violent crime. Over the past month, we've seen children shot by random gunfire, people run over and killed in Minneapolis by criminals with stayed sentences who should have been in jail. The call to action comes after three teens were killed over the weekend with violence continuing to spike in the metro. Dowd introduced several new measures aimed at reducing violence. Some of those include increasing the number of police officers on the street, making it more difficult for violent offenders to get out of prison, and increasing funding to police departments. Dreamers! Lawmakers uh, proposed allocating $2.5 million of the 2021 budget. They're calling on the governor in particular uh, to do more in that respect. Kenny, are you one of those guys who thinks drinking hot coffee on a hot day will cool you off? You know, I'm down to about three cups of coffee now a day. They're these big cups, but uh, I have really weaned myself. And no, I just drink coffee because, um, you know, why does a crack addict smoke crack? That's right. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's why I'm on the coffee. Thank you for that. To do with the weather. Uh, Didn't didn't weather like this invariably produce thunderstorms? Well, that's what you're waiting for, right? I'm waiting for a boomer. At the end, well, it's supposed to happen Friday, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But you had one uh, last here, last night here. You had a boomer? I guess so. Ilhan Omar, uh, we talked a bit about uh, some silly stuff that she said, and here's here's some more Ilhan Omar news. A group of nearly two dozen Democrats, including her, are asking the Justice Department to expand the review of the Minneapolis Police Department to include seven other state and local That's, police agencies. This is the quote I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In a letter obtained by the Star Tribune, Omar asked U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to widen the department's investigation to include... The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the Minnesota State Patrol, the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, and police departments in Brooklyn Center, Richfield, Edina, and St. Anthony. Uh, Others who signed on to this letter included nine DFL State House and Senate members and Hennepin County Commissioners Angela Conley, Irene Fernando, and Marion Green, and uh, as you'd expect, Minneapolis Council members, Jeremiah Ellison, Steve Fletcher, Cam Gordon, Andrea Jenkins, Andrew Johnson, and Jeremy Schroeder each signed on, as did Brooklyn Center Council member Marquita Butler. Where was Philippe? Did he sign on? Philippe got He did not sign on, no, not uh, not on the list Ah. that I saw. Well, he, he, uh, he did have a quote. Would you no, like we've to? heard that oh, enough. Okay. Yeah. God what does she hope to accomplish here? Well, it's her way of saying all cops are bad. Yeah. This, uh, She's just keeping the dialogue going. Yeah, That's sure. What she's doing. Sure. The way it's set up in the U.S. is wrong, obviously. Right. She thinks. Yes. And I know yes. better. I know uh-huh. better. Star Tribune reporting Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher said he's pulling his agency from a federal task force whose members shot and killed Winston Smith Jr. during an arrest operation in Uptown Minneapolis last week, saying they were forbidden to use body-worn cameras during the encounter and that the U.S. Marshals Service has been, in his words, misleading in public comments suggesting otherwise. The move comes amid increasing scrutiny of the lack of any known video of the encounter, whether from body cameras, squad car dash cameras, or parking ramp surveillance where the arrest occurred. 32-year-old Smith was killed Thursday afternoon, authorities saying he fired a gun from his vehicle as the task force tried to arrest him on a warrant from Ramsey County for being a felon in possession of a gun. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office initially said Monday it would now have its members equipped with body-worn cameras while on the federal assignments. But in a follow-up statement later Monday, the sheriff said the federal agency has been misleading. In Minnesota, the marshal's office has refused to allow us to wear body cameras since the advent of the technology and any new policy has not yet been implemented. He said local law enforcement has made many requests. He said, in fact, he requested as recently as May 25th for his deputies to use cameras on the task force. And U.S. Uh, US officials said that they were working on the problem at Bob, that time. Bob calls that just federal bureaucracy screw-ups. And mm-hmm. uh, I think what we've arrived at off air is that he obviously wants to, he wants to have proof that they didn't screw up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's people saying yeah. we messed that's, up yeah. when they yep. didn't. That's what I'd assume. Who can blame them? We, did he return your text? Uh, no, not yet. All right. We, we're going to have him on. I don't know when. I guess not today. But, right. Yeah. Neighbors of a 76-year-old Moundsview man are speaking out after he was arrested last week in the stabbing death of a 15-year-old suburban Chicago girl almost half a century ago. The Naperville Police Department arrested Barry Lee Welpley, on Wednesday for the 1972 slaying of Julianne Hansen, 
The retired welder, who was 27 at the time of the killing, has been charged with murder, taken into custody here in Minnesota, where he's awaiting extradition to Illinois. The girl reported missing July 8, 1972, after last being seen riding away from her home on a bicycle. Her body was discovered later that day in a field, and she had been stabbed 36 times and sexually assaulted. Uh, Steve Mattern lives across the street from Welpley, but he says he never really saw him. He said, we've lived here five years. I never saw him once. I'm glad he's caught. The breakthrough in the case came through technological advancements in DNA and genetic genealogy analysis. So he must have had, oh, genealogy analysis. Okay. Mm -hmm. So either him or somebody in his family did that spit test thing and they mail it off, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How would that have resulted in his discovery? What what does genealogy have to do with with the case? Somebody in your family... Okay, Such, um, is going to spit into a napkin, right. throw it in the mail, send it off to these hoople heads. They're going to determine, um, um, w- you know, where you came from, right. Sod Hut, middle of the, the prairie, yeah. um, and Ireland or, or yeah. wherever Yeah, I it got is. that part. But the authorities have access to these records. Yeah. So now the authorities can basically see you sneaking out from under that bed out the window in your banana suit, down onto the <laughs> roof of that neighboring building, mm-hmm. and then into your car and driving away. Mm-hmm. They'll know so all they, about that. They get, they all because you. your brother spit into a vial. Well, I'm going to try this again. Here we go. I'm being very serious. How does understanding this guy's heritage have anything to do with finding well, him as the murderer? They have a, when they, they, you actually don't spit. I've actually done this. You take a Q-tip and, and you roll it around your mouth. You send it in. Your DNA is now there. Okay. And so law, law they were able to save, save DNA from her, I guess? No, from him. Law enforcement agencies then have access. I think two of the four main companies work in tandem with law enforcement and give them access to that DNA material. So if you have DNA material uh, from a huh? crime scene and it matches this fellow's huh? stuff from 1972, boom. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Okay. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they got him. Huh? I'm glad I've never committed a felony because one, I think one of my jackass sisters has done this. <laughs> and that would be <laughs> so, the reason to deter you from committing a felony? Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, it would be too late. I, I know I'm, what I'm saying is I'm glad in my lifetime I've never True. done anything yeah. you know, you that sure evil. We, you just called me a jackass, didn't you? Cause well, just, I think it's kind of a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah. Really, I, yeah. I'm glad okay. you. Uh, I'm glad you made the connection. <laughs> By the sorry. way, I reserve the right to call John a jackass. Chiellers do not. Right. That's right. Nobody else. Let's can. establish yeah, no, that right here yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, John. Minnesota craft beverage businesses gathered at the Minnesota State Capitol yesterday to urge passage of a bill that would alter liquor laws in favor of those establishments. We've been trying to do this for a lot of years. We've talked about it. Yeah. This should have been done in about. 2010. Uh, With bipartisan support in the legislature, the Drink Local Economic Recovery Package could still pass this session. Uh, Gathering at the Capitol, representatives from the Minnesota Cider Guild, the Craft Brewers Guild, the Distillers Guild, the Farm Winery Association, Minnesota Independent Restaurants, and Hospitality Minnesota, along with state legislators. According to a press release, the bill aims to change liquor laws in support of businesses and provide jobs for an estimated 100,000 food and beverage workers who were furloughed and laid off due to the pandemic. 
If passed, the bill would allow liquor stores, bars, and restaurants to fill growlers to go. The growler limits would be lifted on craft breweries. Distilleries would be able to sell full-sized bottles, and cideries and brew pubs would be able to distribute their product. Hospitality Minnesota says over 40 states now allow to go alcohol, which is part of the proposed legislation. 18 states have passed permanent legislation. Uh, There's just a handful of states that don't allow this, and of course, Minnesota is one of them. In total, Minnesota's hospitality industry lost about $11 billion in revenue during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I came across a very cool sticker this morning on a motorcycle that says, I heart day drinking, and then on the bottom, in small letters, it says, drink Wisconsinably. <laughs> Home of the to-go cup, Wisconsin. <laughs> this week's heat wave is pushing 15 Minneapolis schools, each without full air conditioning, into distance learning today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Over the past several days, Minneapolis public schools have been sending family uh, families reminders about the extreme heat, encouraging students to dress for the weather and to bring water bottles because water fountains have been turned off uh, to, turned off to avoid possible COVID-19 transmission. The schools plan to reopen on Friday, the last day of classes for the year, to allow students to bring home items and for teachers what, to close up. What is your disgust? Well, why are they even in school? They should be out riding their uh, e-bikes. They should it be out summer. riding their bikes and playing yeah. with their recreational equipment from EcoFun, Motorsports, and Forest Lake right on Highway 61. Great selection of Bentelli e-bikes, Yamaha e-bikes, full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, great service, and uh, helmets and apparel. But most importantly, get the right fit, and you will, at EcoFun. They're going to take care of you. You're going to get the right tires, the right frame size, the right saddle, the right handlebars. Every adjustment just perfect. That'll make your electric assist riding all the easier. And you want that in this heat. You want a little something. You want a little extra oomph going mm-hmm. up a hill. Mm-hmm. You get five mm-hmm. levels of electric assist with those Bentelli e-bikes. They're fantastic. Unfortunately, mine was stolen from me. And I have, uh, I have not yet replaced it. But if I, when I do, or if I do, it'll be from EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, John. That's I can answer your question from earlier about, you know, why aren't they? It's because the you know, Minneapolis kids went back to school about six minutes ago. I guess so. That's why yeah. they're still in class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had some cloud issues this morning. Thousands of government news and social media websites across the globe uh, were offline for up to an hour, all um, apparently linked to the U.S.-based cloud company Fastly, Inc., High traffic sites including Reddit, Amazon, CNN, PayPal, Spotify, New York Times, and uh, hundreds of others went down according to an outage tracking website. One of the world's most widely used cloud-based content delivery network providers, the company earlier reported a disruption from a service configuration did not explain. Uh, things were back up in about an hour uh, for Joe Souchere for a million dollars. Explain <laughs> explain the cloud to GLers. Blah 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 blah. CNN, New York Times. Blah blah blah. blah. I have no bleeping idea. But what that, that story right there should be evidence enough as to why you should resist the urge to go completely digital. Right there, yeah, that I, story. I, I am I am as opposite of completely digital as you can get. That's yeah, true. You're safe. Yeah. Yeah. You're safe. Yeah. A Des Moines, Iowa man pictured prominently with a QAnon shirt ahead of a crowd of insurgents inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th has asked a judge to release him from jail, saying, quote, I feel deceived, recognizing 
I bought into a pack of lies. Douglas Jensen, in a document filed by his attorney, said he believed he was a true patriot for going to Washington at the urging of President Trump. He said his intentions were to only observe. He says he's a victim of numerous conspiracy theories that were being fed to him over the Internet by a number of very clever people who were uniquely equipped with slight, if any, moral or social consciousness. His attorney, Christopher Davis, said in the document Jensen was not part of any mob and simply went uh, to watch. Uh, however, uh, video shows that's not true. You may remember Jensen as being the lead attacker as a mob-chased Capitol Police officer, Eugene Goodman, up the steps. Remember him, mm-hmm. uh, Goodman, the mm-hmm. officer? Uh, uh, the first guy there leading in the QAnon T-shirt was Mr. Jensen. Goodman was praised for leading the mob away from a door that would have led them to a group of Congress members. U.S. District Judge sentenced the last of four men who have pleaded guilty to torching the Minneapolis police station last summer. Is this the TikToker? This is the TikToker. (laughs) To two years and three months in federal prison and ordered him to help pay $12 million in restitution for the damage. In court Monday, Judge Patrick Schultz called Bryce Michael Williams a good person who made a terrible mistake, which is why he said he rendered a prison term lower than prescribed by federal sentencing guidelines for the 27-year-old father. But Schultz rejected Williams' request for probation, describing him as one of the leaders in the mob that torched the South Minneapolis 3rd Precinct. In court Monday, Williams said he felt ashamed of his behavior during the riots, said he'll never forget the pain and agony he's caused. Since he's been charged, he's held down steady jobs, including working security, stopped drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana, and focused on his faith in being a good father. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy got a security job? He did. Ah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Might want to look into the background investigation of that particular company. Out of town, right? Not not in not on the border of St. Paul and Minneapolis, right? Not sure. Nowhere there. Okay. A former Minneapolis police officer who was not identified by name told the court of the damage that Williams caused when he helped set the precinct on fire. During the riots, the officer sent photos of herself to her family at the beginning and end of every shift to let them know she was okay. Afterward, the veteran officer of 37 years joined almost 300 who have quit since the riots, saying, quote, wow. there's so much we lost that was more than bricks and mortar. Now, how, do, how does this work? Any of you guys, when, when you're... You have to pay back millions and millions of dollars, make restitution. Obviously, he's he's never going to make that kind of money. How does that work? Do he will just get a his... portion of his of his check. Will just be turned yeah, over every just, time. He'll just be constantly providing a percentage. He's going to need to find a good friend that pays in cash. Is what he's going to need to find if he yeah. ever wants to make it anywhere. Okay. All right. Jeff Bezos will be flying to space. On the first crewed flight of the new Shepard, the rocket ship made by his space company, Blue Origin. This flight is scheduled uh, not too long from now, July 20th. Uh, and I, I didn't realize, did, did we know he was resigning as CEO yes. of Amazon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I, I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, that's going to come July 5th, apparently. Something fishy going on there that he had to step down. Blue Origin said Bezos know that. Breath. Yeah, sure I do. All right. Can he? Uh, we don't know that. Uh, I would like to retract the uh, previous statement as being false, and uh, I apologize to Keep anybody it who may have affected. He's got a lot of money and a lot of time say, on his hands. Luckily, Mr. Bezos has I, uh, enough I, money I, to I, hire attorneys. I made a mistake, and uh, that was wrong, and I retract that statement. Did you read I, about I, the uh, the little jaunt he's going to take? Did you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he'll be in a capsule with six people, all of whom yep. are paying. Uh, they go up, 
and uh, mm -hmm. the rocket pops the capsule off it. Oh. You're you're at the edge of space. There's a name mm -hmm. for that. It's escaping me. And then they're back down in ten minutes. Yeah, they parachute. Well, back. that's nothing. What? Well, that yeah, was like that was like our first thing yeah. too. The country's first thing back Man, in nineteen. A monkey, give me a break. monkey can do this. Any commie can do that. Yeah. Well, they, come they on. Had, they had monkeys do it, but they remember they didn't come back alive. I, I thought there would <laughs> be an orbit it. involved. There is. There is not. Apparently, you want to see some no. stuff. You just no. go up and boop. Yeah, there goes the it's, rocket back into the ocean, and now we're going to go back down. Sixty I miles above Earth. Far, far more interesting than any of this, and I discovered this on Twitter yesterday, is the fact that NASA claims that astronauts have never canned apricots in space. Hmm. And there's no what? way that can be true. No way at all. Well, Joe, do you have I've, any thoughts on I've that? Never, I I'd never. I'd rather read a thought. book. Yeah. But wait a well, minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's going to be. Go ahead. That's going to be today, uh, tomorrow's topic on the GL podcast. No, We're going to do 90 minutes <laughs> oh. of canning apricots in space. John, you said 60 miles above. 60 miles. That's uh, like driving a Mankato and back. Yeah. yeah. That's nothing. Well, I wouldn't do it. Drive to Mankato? No, oh. I wouldn't go up on that thing. You don't trust it? I just, it's, it's I have no desire. Especially and considering he, the fact that the, those people paid a significant amount of money to do millions. so. Yeah. And he says it's been his lifelong dream to do that. I, I never, mm. no thanks. His behavior yeah. and Gates' behavior prove that when you get that much money, you just essentially go nuts. Hold on, I gotta make sure that Mankato's sixty miles. You just basically here. crack up. I'm gonna get New, New York City's Madison Square Garden has announced its first concert in over a year. MSG Entertainment announcing uh, this morning that the Foo Fighters will help reopen the famed arena with a concert June 20th. The venue's first show in more than 460 days. Madison Square Garden says the concert will be for vaccinated audience members. It'll be the first time it's at 100% capacity since all the COVID-19 stuff started. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Who's the record uh, producer, John, who wants to put a big to-do together I, in Central I Park? Got there, oh, I got you got that? Right that? Here. All right, all yep. right. Uh, it's uh, actually the mayor wants to do it, Bill de Blasio. Oh. He, wa he, wants to, he wants to have a big, big concert to get things open back up, and he has asked record business legend Clive Davis to put together yeah. the Central Park concert for the ages. It's tentatively scheduled for August 21st. No word yet on who will be on stage, uh, but it'd be hard to imagine any New York artist who rejected. And Davis uh, has connections to pretty much every big artist in the last 60 years in rock and roll and pop music. Uh, there's a really fun documentary about Clive Davis, if you yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Really uh, the the guy is just amazing. The artists yeah. he's put together, yeah. Well, they're talking Springsteen, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, the whole band, uh, Alicia Keys, yeah, uh, tons of, yeah, a million. What people. about the Eagles? What about Chicago? Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Uh, fact based. <laughs> We're fact based. Man cave yes, from sir. where I'm sitting because I'm gonna get emails. Well, I knew it wasn't thirty miles. No, sixty. It's, well, you said round trip. Well, I, I said two. 30 down and 30 back. <laughs> 84 is, miles to Mankato from right. here. It's 62 to Lesur. Oh, boy. So there you go. Oh, 62 so miles like to Lesur. John, yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. We'll be back. Yeah. Okay. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. 
Say, why don't you and your employees work where you want to work? You know you're going to be changing the way you work after a year of COVID. You can avoid the hassles of downtown at Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. It's an eight-building campus. You get the building, you get the office that's just right for the size of your outfit. You're 10 minutes from the airport. Easy access to Highway 55, 62, 494, 694. But it's a park-like setting. You park right in front of your building. You're not waiting for elevators. You're not fighting downtown construction. It's a uh, trees, close to walking trails, bike trails, great lunch spots. And as I, did I mention trees? I love trees. They got a lot of trees. <laughs> you like a nice tree, Joe? Well, I've been there. It's shady. It's beautiful. It is it's, beautiful. It's a really uh, hassle-free, single-story office space so there's no elevators to wait for every office space is customizable to get exactly what you want patio space available for lunches uh it's locally owned and operated it's uh it's different it's peaceful uh, you're getting away from the hassles of, of uh the country's tallest buildings uh find uh, more at escape to mendota.com that's one word escape to mendota.com the uh, the artist John is Jason Aldean. That's who I was uh, talking about. Jason Aldean. That was off no, the air, though, wasn't it? It was. Oh, wait, it was. It was. Fact based. Hail the flashlight king. Hey, Hail you. you. Oh, Joe. And listening to uh, listening to the story about criminalizing wind turbine bird deaths, my mind immediately started digging deeper into the numbers. You point out that the range of 140,000 to 500,000 is too big a range. Fair enough, but let's set that issue aside for a moment. When viewed in isolation, a few hundred thousand deaths seems like a problem. The reality is that a few hundred thousand bird deaths is not even a blip on the avian mortality radar. I checked and there are currently approximately 67,000 registered wind turbines in the U.S. Divide the number of bird deaths by the number of turbines, turbines and that means each turbine kills somewhere between 2.1 and 7.5 birds per year per year as you point out window strikes kill several orders of magnitude more birds per year i know my windows take out at least one or two a month what's next banning windows we already are in to a certain degree in the in downtown uh, office buildings have to be designed to uh, guard the uh, better Better yet, make all homeowners provide rent-controlled, low-income birdhouses. It never ends. Pushing back in Illinois, Scott Johnson. Such, I have one, too, here. Um, And Reavers, you better get the scan bucket out. Okay. Uh, This one's addressed to me from uh, Rick in OK. Hey, Kenny, I think you need to add some coins to the scan bucket for your statement about the wind turbine blade speed and how birds can be easily how birds should easily be able to avoid them. Early in the article, Joe read that the blades can reach speeds of over 200 miles per hour. Obviously, the entire blade doesn't move that fast, which is why they look so slow. Uh, But with blades, as long as they are, the tips are moving deceptively fast, which is why so many birds get tagged. Just trying to be fact-based, still love you guys, Rick and OK. So, uh, In Oklahoma, you mean? Yeah, okay, okay, Joe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank I you, Rick. It. I got it now. I got mm-hmm. it. All right, thank you, GLers. Thank you very much. Nothing from wait, this day in history. Minute. You know, I told you, I read you that. Tom Lyman, he'll be listening. He listens. Uh, he, I told you yesterday, he's been re- religiously sending them like he always does. But I haven't gotten one from him now for about four or five days. 
Okay. 100 bucks says mm. they're all in your inbox. 100 bucks. Oh, you know what? Oh, they're not. What? Then they're bumped into your deleted somehow. All right, here I have something from Menopedia.com. June 8th, right? Today's June. No, I went through it today and I didn't find anything that was worth bringing on to the show. Oh, but, Tom, I don't know what's more. going Come on. on. All right, do it then. What the <laughs> hell? Fillmore stopped here. Come Miller, on. Do the Millard Fillmore one. Well, former President Millard Fillmore visits St. Paul in 1854 on this day as part Jeez. of a grand excursion celebrating the completion of the Rock Island Railroad from Chicago to Rock Island, Illinois. Cool. But Tom Lyman, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know where they are. They've been coming in religiously for, what, two years, and suddenly I'm not getting them anymore. And you don't think he's tra- or you you suspected that they might be traveling? No, I. Uh, you want to put money in the scan bucket for you? Yeah. I read his email yesterday. They're not traveling. Mm. He sends them every. Yeah. He takes the time difference into account, and he sends them every day. Think but they I'm got not, bored with the bit? I don't know. No. Did you? <laughs> I read. Joe, you probably, probably knew this. Probably uh, sick of you. Uh, Leroy Neiman yeah. was born here on this day. Yeah. I didn't know he was from here. Yes. From Saint Neiman Paul. Marcus, right? I think Washington no. High School in no. St. Paul. <laughs> you know, I have no, to be careful now because Joe's might, back might in studio and up, he Joe. can stab me in the heart with a pencil. I, I can, and I'm going to, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously did something to my email that's preventing me from getting Lyman. It is always somebody else. not my fault. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. It's my fault. It's absolutely my fault. Joe, did you want to talk about... I got a tomball story. I you want to keep her going? I, I can't right now. Oh, okay. Hey, Joe, uh, let me tell you about country life. No, so every time I'm... When you're storm chasing, yeah. you are a hillbilly. Uh, by the way, speaking of all you hillbillies that have already liked and subscribed to the Garage Logic YouTube channel, if you haven't done so, please do it. We're posting daily videos at our YouTube channel. Just search Garage Logic when you go to YouTube. It's just that easy. Also, sign up for that PodMN app, and you have the chance to win daily, excuse me, monthly prizes, not daily. I'm going to get in trouble. We'll catch you next time. Rah. It's that time once again right here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold and GLers. That is exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get the man himself, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. You also get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, you'd like to discuss taxes and the rich today. How's that? Taxes and the rich. You know how currently with this administration, they keep talking and have been talking. The rich don't pay their fair share. And I've come back and I said, sure they do. If you take a look at the top income brackets, the top 1% pays well over 50% of all federal income taxes. If you start in the top 10%, then it gets a little higher. And if we get the top 20% of wage earners, notice I said wage Wage earners, you're talking uh, the top 20% of wage earners pay about 80% of the federal income tax. So when somebody says, well, the rich don't pay their fair share, I've always questioned that on a regular basis. You have a report today, tax information, because getting tax information from the IRS is, from my understanding, not legal. But they did get tax information from some of the wealthiest individuals and reported that over the last several years, they paid little or no 
know federal income taxes, including one of my, I'll say, favorite CEOs and founders, Jeff Bezos. Then there was Elon Musk, a favorite of many people. There was Michael Bloomberg. Oh, he ran for president, and I think he called for higher taxes on the rich, yet he paid zero. Donata. There's Warren Buffett, always going before Congress saying, well, my secretary pays more in taxes than I do. Well, that's true. He pays little or no in ta- none in tax. George Soros, another very wealthy individual, little or no federal income taxes. And I could probably go on. I've got no beef whether they pay little or no taxes or they pay a high tax rate. But many of these guys have little or none wage income. The bulk of their income comes from selling shares of stock that has been accumulated over a a large number of years, and that stock has appreciated many times over. Additionally, they're able to offset their gains either through charitable donations, in the case of Bezos, Buffett, George uh, Soros, and and Michael Bloomberg, uh, being able to offset a large portion of income with tax losses coming from the development of his Blue Origin space program. Well, that space program is not making any money, uh, but it does generate a lot of publicity for Jeff Bezos and hence also Amazon. Jeff Bezos, in terms of space, is going to uh, space as an astronaut on his Blue Origin in the next month. That does pose a slight risk to Amazon as he is still the CEO. After he leaves, that will be the chairman of the board. My point with all this is it's still legal, perfectly legal for these rich individuals, or for you for that matter, to do everything you can to reduce your income taxes. For many of us, the tax reductions typically are going to come from mortgage interest or from charitable donations, lastly, from contributions to our retirement account. I continue to pound the table. Put money in to your IRA or 401k. Put it into the MAC. That's to your benefit, both on a short-term in terms of tax reduction and a long-term in terms of accumulating wealth over time on a tax-preferred basis. Very good. Once again, Mr. Money Talk, GLers, if that's not an incentive for you, then I don't know what is. Pick up that phone and make that call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.